0: You need to get your children out of public schools. I don't think I can overemphasize that, but I'll attempt to do it. And trigger warning, this might bother you. If you persist in keeping your children in state-funded Marxist indoctrination centers, you are either a rabid wokey, an idolater that worships your standard of living, or your negligent parents. Now, that might be uncomfortable to hear. And you might be significantly offended, but nothing, and I mean nothing, is worth the destruction of the souls of your children, as well as their minds and bodies. In today's episode, we will, among a few other news items, make this point indisputable. And maybe I haven't been too clear on this, but you absolutely must remove your children from state-run woke re-education camps. But how can I do it? You might ask. How will we make it work? I'm not qualified. So how will we do it? Well, where can I get resources to help? Dear friends, we are here to help you save your children from spiritual ruin. It's September 19th. I'm Andrew Bartolo. That's Matt Halleck. And this is Liberty Dispatch.
1: Hey, hey, and welcome back to Liberty Dispatch, broadcasting across enemy lines into the Canadian culture war. We are so thankful that you have joined us yet again on the program. We always want to remind you that all our programming is brought to you by the partnership between Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week. LCC exists to proclaim Christ's justice and righteousness and defend those who stand there for. And Christian Week exists to provide a practical, hope-filled perspective on national and global issues. And we would ask that you would prayerfully consider leaving a donation over at libertycoalitioncanada.com slash donate or scanning that QR code. It'll take you right there. Click on the analysis and show box if you do appreciate our programming and leave a donation that helps us keep the lights on. However few we actually have in the rooms we're recording, uh, but it really does help us as an organization to continue to provide that sort of Christian perspective on and news and analysis on and analysis on news in Canada. So uh, we would really appreciate it. It does help us continue to push back and continue continue to give you guys a good resource and un a solid perspective on news in our nation. All our programs can be found at the FLF Network, the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. That's flfnetwork.com and on their handy new app which you can get by going to Pub, searching Pub TV on your Apple Play or your Apple App Stores. It's a brand new app. It looks really good. It's very easy to use and our content is over there along with a myriad of wonderful Wonderful podcasts that will help bless you, and um, specifically podcasts and shows that are help you will help you rethink some of these things that we're talking about today and equip you to better uh educate your children uh, no matter the situation you find yourself in so definitely go over there check that out Andrew people can leave comments questions concerns to mailbag at Liberty do you have a question for them today that you would like them to consider a,
0: a little bit yeah before I do I'm probably anticipating at least one strongly worded email about <laughs> my comments made at the beginning but I would I would I would push back so I want to I want to offer a little bit of clarification before we get into it. Because I had a really good discussion with a friend last night, specifically regarding the issue of education. Mm-hmm. And I, I, so, if if the, if it's two parents, and and you know you have a mom and a dad, and there's kids, and they're like, oh, we can't make it work. That's an excuse. I don't believe you. I don't care where you live. It's too expensive. Move. Move somewhere else. I've done mm-hmm. it. People do it. That's that's nonsense. I don't believe it. Um, you can. If there's two of you, you can make it work. Drop to a vehicle, smaller house, flyer shop, bye-bye vacation, whatever you need to do. Start baking your own bread. It's probably better anyway. So, okay. <laughs> but I can hear, I can, this, this was the discussion, I can hear someone saying, but what about the single mom? What about the single mom with three kids? What does she do? And I'm sympathetic to mm-hmm. that situation. So here's what I would say to it. If it's a single mom and she loves the Lord and she's connected to the church, Mm-hmm. Then what she needs to do is she needs to have a discussion with the elders of the church and say, listen, I can't have my kids in state-funded schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one, are there other families in the church who homeschooled where we can we can do some sort of co-op, pod, tag-teaming thing?
1: Mm-hmm. Or,
0: church, have you thought about people in the church offering something where we can do this? Now, if you approach the church and the mm-hmm. church either – if, ha- if you have people in the church saying, listen – We homeschool, but sorry, we can't help you. We can't, you know, Mm kind of help with the education of your kids. Or if the church says, sorry, we're not interested, leave the church, period, done. Like, simple as that. If the church doesn't value the souls of your children and they don't care about the education of your children, then Mm -hmm. that's probably a good sign that you need to leave that church immediately. Because if they don't care about where your kids get their education... I don't care what they say. They don't care about the souls and the spiritual development of your children either, which means they're bad elders and you need to leave. And then you need to find a church that has elders and has leaders who will say, we will do whatever we need to do to make sure that your kids are not handed over to Caesar for destruction, and we will figure it out. So even the single mom or the single dad with a number of kids who says, how can I make it work? You need to find yourself connecting with a good church that will help, and if they won't, you need to find one that will. So, that aside, now with a little bit of that qualifier aside, I don't have a question per se, but tomorrow, Mm -hmm. September the 20th, is the One Million March for Kids around North America. Um, If you go to handsoffourkids.ca, you can find lists of provinces and states where they're participating. You can find posters. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, I'm certain that A number of our listeners will be attending several of these marches. Yes. So the mailbag question would be something like this. Tell us about the experience. If you went, what was Mm -hmm. it like? Give us a story. Give us the update. Did Antifa show up? Did the Labor Federation show up all masked up like woke cowards? Uh, what what was it like in terms of the people speaking? And then also, please send us pictures.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Send us pictures and videos of the march, of the event. We want everything you can send us. We want stories and testimonials about it. Mailbag at com. And yes, even if you are terribly upset with everything I've said about education and negligence in your parenting, reach out to us as well because I want to go back and forth and help equip you. We want to help resource you. Yes. Because we, I personally, want to do everything I can to help you, dear listener, mm-hmm. have your kids educated well and not in state-funded woke indoctrination centers. So let mm-hmm. us help you, please.
1: Yeah, because that is a really important point, Andrew, because uh, th- we we have a very small crew with LCC. But many of us have undertaken uh, homeschool education or part of uh classical Christian education, mm-hmm. we've been really involved in those movements. So in God's providence, he's prepared his church for such a time as this to help equip other people um, to to educate their children in this way. So we do want to ask people to, to rely on us, to yep. reach out to us, and we'll try our best to, to get you the resources that you need to help you uh, educate your children away from this just Mm-hmm. New cult religion. We cannot and emphasize again,
0: it enough. Be prepared to move. Be mm-hmm. prepared because it might be the case that you're going to have to relocate. But again, I ask you, what mm-hmm. is more important: where you live, the house you grew up in, the difficulty of moving, or the or eternal the souls, soul of souls of your children? Like yeah. yeah. right, put put that on the scale, and mm-hmm. and you tell me which side comes down. So, yeah. all that aside couple brief announcements we've been touching on lately we want to continue to bring to your attention the first one is we have some live episodes coming up of liberty dispatch and liberty lounge on october 23rd and 24th october 23rd will be at trinity bible chapel in waterloo and the 24th will be at trinity baptist church in burlington 7 30 to 9 30 live in person lord willing will be mike tim matt And depending on how these twins decide when and where they want to show up, I may or may not be there in person. (laughs) We'll see. But I'll be there digitally one way or another. Uh, More information coming soon about how to attend. There will be other special guests too. $25 per person. Keep your ears open for and j- that. We'll be blasting it on our social media.
1: Just so everybody knows, in the show description, there are links to our Eventbrite page, so you can get tickets there for w- either the 23rd or the 24th, as well as the next uh, conference that you're going to talk about, and also the Million uh, Man March uh, that will also be in not the million in, man
0: march. It's just it's just what, the one million march. One million for march kids. for yeah. children. That is, yeah, it's yeah. not a million man march. <laughs> if anyone's thinking that, anyway. So next, the Spark Leadership Conference happening October thirty first to November first in beautiful South Carolina. Uh, you're going to have speakers, including our own Michael and Dr. Joe Boot, pastors Nate Wright and Tim Stevens, and our chief litigator, James Kitchen. Tickets are $50, available at sparkconferences.org. It will be stories and news regarding Canadian churches, Canadian pastors, what's happening up here to inform, encourage, spark, and empower Christians and churches in Canada and the United States to be more faithful And to obey God in the face of secular totalitarianism. We've also been telling you a lot about our friends at Rocklink Investment Partners now for over a year. But what you may not know is that there have been hundreds of families that have transferred their assets away from woke financial institutions, to Rocklink investment partners. This means that freedom-loving families across Canada have transferred millions of dollars away from the status quo and align their hard-earned money with a company that truly shares their values. Join the movement today. Email rocklink at info at rocklink.com or visit them www.rocklink.com. That's link with a C. If you're concerned about your investments, your money, your future, your wealth, have a conversation with the people over at Rocklink Investment Partners, you will not be disappointed. To start our show, Matt, we are going to uh, we're going to deal with some stories in the news from last week. We're going to touch on them briefly. There's a lot we of have them. Some, we have some heavier content we want to get to at the end, but we 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 would be remiss if we didn't mention some of these stories. So we're going to hmm. do a little bit of rapid fire back and forth, give brief comments just to help understand. You uh our dear audience, what's going on? So uh the first one is this according to access to information records obtained by BlackLock's reporter, the CPC, that's the Canadian Pravda Corporation, formerly known as the CBC, but really they've always been the CPC, now has 144 corporate directors who make salaries of over six figures annually not including expenses and bonuses. So that is funded by us through the federal government to lie to us and propagandize us. And as we'll see later in our show, put out hit pieces that are full of outright lies and deception. And 144 of the corporate directors are making six figures. Now the average director is earning just over $135,000 annually before expenses and bonuses. That brings it up quite a bit, I'm sure. On April 20th, 2021, the CPC sent a briefing note entitled, quote, Funding Support for the CBC. They can call themselves the CBC, but that's not what they are. Funding Report, For the CBC by the Department of Heritage that read, quote, the COVID-19 pandemic and the challenges of covering it put immense pressure on CBC's workforce, operations, finances, and systems, close quotes, except for the fact that there wasn't a single CBC reporter down in Ottawa to cover the convoy for three weeks, even though their headquarters were just, you know, two blocks away from what was happening. So obviously they weren't working that hard. Because it doesn't take a whole lot to push lies and not do actual reporting. But they want us to know how stressed everyone was. So Susan Margetti, who served as general manager of news at the time, said, quote, extraordinary times require extraordinary propaganda. Sorry, measures. She said measures, but she meant propaganda. Although no details were provided, the records revealed... That the Canadian Pravda Corporation offered up $156.3 million in income raises during the pandemic, according to Access to Information Records. So again, that is $156.3 million of our money in income raises for an organization that peddles in lies and propaganda And doesn't cover news honestly, including arguably the biggest news story in the last 50 years of our country... And they didn't even show up with a microphone, probably because they were in the corner of their offices, double masked on, curled in the fetal position, crying over their six figure salaries.
1: And and notice this, Andrew, she's crying over this. She's saying we're 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 stressed to the max at CBC with with our financing. We need more government funding and financing. Mm -hmm. But they're paying their executives like as though the CPC was an extraordinarily successful broadcasting company, mm-hmm. and if that were the case, you probably wouldn't need government funding <laughs> to, right. to help you exist, right? Uh, that's 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 always the funny part about. Uh, about the conversation Andrew as it pertains to defunding CBC is the the defenders of CBC all leftists who just want that propaganda outlet uh, to push forward their narrative Um, they'll say CBC plays such an important part in Canadians life it's such a great resource of this and this and this and that and it's like okay well if that were true then they should have a wonderfully successful business model when they go private that everybody would want to support Mm -hmm. and they'll do just fine if not then you're just keeping alive this propaganda arm for leftism at the expense of taxpayers so Mm -hmm. you can't have it both ways it's an argument that proves too
0: much as it were yeah i'm sure they were really really stretched too during covid when they didn't even have to leave their studio apartments (laughs) (laughs) in order to record in front of a computer And they didn't even have to put pants on because everything was waist up. So don't tell me how exhausting it was. To make a ton of money, sitting in your pajama pants with a yeah. shirt and a tie on in front of a computer screen, not mm. having to leave, yeah. lying about what's happening around you. Yeah, and, exhausting. And,
1: and we shirt. know that because we're in pajama pants right now
0: ourselves. So yes, or <laughs> pajama shorts. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> whatever it might be. Anyways, um, another story before us. The liberal government refused accreditation to True North to attend and report on. its caucus retreat in London, Ontario. True Norse Andrew Lawton applied to the Prime Minister's office to attend the three-day retreat earlier this week, but received a no reply in response. When he went to the retreat venue, he was told at the media registration desk that he was not on the list and that, quote, registration was closed. I spoke to someone, said Lawton, from the Liberals' Whip's office, who reiterated that I was not accredited, but refused to offer a rationale or the name of the decision-maker. This comes only days after Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez complained to to the media about not being allowed to attend the conservative convention in Quebec City. So you'd imagine turnabout's fair play. They didn't invite me inside. Usually, traditionally parties invite people from other parties. We invited them last convention. They didn't come. So I'm forced to be outside. He's talking about freedom when I'm not even free to get in there, Rodriguez told Reporters. Environment Minister Stephen Gibbon also complained to reporters about not being allowed to attend the conservative convention, saying, as you know, even some media were denied access here. So, if that's a bad thing, why would you do it on your side? Oh, it's not a bad thing. These are private events held by these parties. They're allowed to do whatever they want. And if you're going to do it, well, then the conservatives can do it as yeah. well. And
0: clearly, there's a, there's the a, a a a government official, a state bureaucrat. Yeah, is it is the exact same thing as a journalist? No. Yeah. It, exactly. I mean, first of all, that's the exact same thing. No, so yeah,
2: yeah. You're, yeah. you're,
0: so, you're well, inviting if, you're- if I uh, if I wasn't if the minister of if the if the minister of the environment if an if an unelected uh, government bureaucrats not allowed to be there, then neither is the free and independent, independent media and press. They're not allowed either. Like what a moronic thing to say. Like what, like that's. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just to these be clear, Debo people, D- people is run elected, our country. But- yeah. Yeah. I know. It, well, yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. That's having hostile, m- activist members from the opposing party and the cabinet thereof coming to your convention to raise a ruckus, which they were okay. planning to do, is very much different from bringing in media outsources to cover the party, with which... It must be noted, we played on our last program a hostile CTV reporter interviewing multiple members of the Conservative Party. So Mm -hmm. it's not as though they're not um, inviting people who might disagree with them. They're just not inviting party members of a hostile, Mm -hmm. despotic other political party. So a little bit different for sure.
0: So speaking of uh, Environment Minister Stephen Gilbeau, this is from from Rebel News. So Environment Minister Stephen Gilbeau ordered his government department to, quote unquote, block Rebel News on X, formerly Twitter. They couldn't receive any government news updates from his department's Twitter account. They couldn't read anything. They couldn't reply and they couldn't ask him journalistic questions on Twitter. They were effectively kicked out of the public square. They were banned from a government service just because they disagreed with the politician. So Rebel News sued Gilbot in court and they won. Gilbot has since been ordered by the court to unblock Ezra Levant and so long as he's an elected member of parliament to never do this again. Gilbeau was also ordered to pay Ezra Levant $20,000 as a part of the settlement. So it, at Ooh. least they can't do whatever they want to do <sighs> without any checks and balance. I guess there are some lines. And I mean, Doug Ford saw this during the COVID era when he said, Hey, police officers, why don't you start pulling people over? Uh, uh, officers, I order you officers to pull people over and check their papers. And make sure that as they are traveling, they come off the highway, you check the papers to make sure that they are legal. And then, and then the police forces said, we're not going to do that. So I guess there's, it's good that they can't do everything they want to do, mm-hmm. that there's some checks and balances
1: in But there's place, not, but enough. not enough. <laughs> and, and not if enough. Not enough. Not enough. If you want to hear a conversation about that, you should go check out the the podcast we just did uh, last week, Tuesday, with our buddy Bruce Party, because we really get into how the administrative state has really destroyed the appropriate checks and balances that ought to be in a constitutional monarchy with representative government like Canada is.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a little bit of a quick news update. Some frustrating stuff. You know what else is frustrating, and you know how else we're growing more and more frustrated and concerned mm-hmm. is with regard to the fiat money system here in Canada. I'm sure you're hoping for some real options, a solution that works for you, and values your liberty and security. Well, barter it is here for you. It's a modern barter economy for freedom-loving Canadians to transact and exchange value. ...without having to use fiat currency. Imagine Facebook Marketplace, Kijiji and eBay all wrapped into one economic ecosystem. You offer your goods and services in exchange for BITS credits... ...and you can use those BITS to acquire other goods and services in the community. It's a parallel economy. Head to libertycoalitioncanada.com slash barter today... ...and click on Barter It for Individuals. Make sure you also sign up as a VIP before the official launch. You'll get a lifetime subscription, free premium listings, and 1,000 bits to spend in the system. Friends, that is $1,500 worth of value for just $197. LibertyCoalitionCanada.com slash barter.
1: Absolutely, Andrew. So that leads us into the first serious news piece that we want to cover today in depth. And that is concerning again, a recent hit piece written by the CBC or the CPC, as you call it on a so-called anti-trans movement that is happening this week. So has the CPC is so fond of doing putting out poorly researched and highly edited hit pieces. Um, on Christians, it is at it again, and this uh, this time, again, doing a lot of heavy lifting for the woke movement and their propaganda. This time, they set their targets, in part, on the effort of our friends over at Hill City Baptist Church, and their drag queen story, Our Protests. Namely, Ben Inglis, a friend of the show, who was the organizer of these protests, and we actually had him on the show to talk about these things. But we want to play for you now a portion of the interview that was done by CBC
3: posts like this one beating Dorothy within an inch of her life have scared out pause, and pause, mom. And pause
0: tell. for a sec. Pause right here. There have been quotes. So they 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 show a post of someone talking about the event saying oh and it's imagine, you know, this deranged man dresses a woman wants to indoctrinate kids and and then imagine no kids show up and 50 dads show up and beat, you know, beat him within an inch of his life or whatever. So So first of all, I – and if someone can find it, let me know. I scoured the internet and social media. I could not find that post. I couldn't find a screenshot of it. I couldn't find a picture of it. I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't know who posted it. I don't know who said it. But the simple fact is if they're going to go up in arms about something like that, and say nothing about all of the and this isn't a, this isn't a whataboutism because whoever did post that if it was truly aggressive is vile but mm-hmm. to say that and then say nothing about all sorts all the vile stuff that we're going to see later in the episode that they that 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 they would support in favor of those that don't want to indoctrinate their kids just shows how this is a government propaganda arm all the way down and even this picture by the way this pause here yeah that's uh, our friend Ben (laughs) that's friend that's Ben that's Ben Hicks now he's in the midst he's in the midst of speaking so obviously as he's talking with his mouth open with the beard it's gonna look that way yeah but I'm sure they they, like ooh he looks angry no he's he's I, I I was Ben Hicks is like the most
1: Ben Hicks for anybody that knows him is like the most thoughtful, mild mannered, yeah.
0: <laughs> easy and was speaking that, guy. I was there at that <laughs> protest. Ben is probably telling them that unless that they need to turn from their sin and trust Christ alone for salvation, that's yeah. probably what he's saying right now. Anyways, continue with the yeah. with the video here.
1: It's about complete misinformation about trans people. Complete misinformation about gay people. And while it may be peaceful outside the library, that is hateful rhetoric. Stop. Stop. Okay. War. Notice how he doesn't—he doesn't define misinformation. He doesn't even give a specific example of any yeah. information being shared. They cut him in so just while, saying that.
0: So let me let me. So while the ice cream might be ice cold, it's really, it's really super hot. Is what this person just said, right? Mm-hmm. So while while that painting,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right, while that apple might be red, it's actually really, really green. Mm-hmm. So this this person obviously doesn't live in reality because because mm-hmm. this this man presents as a woman. Mm-hmm. But so okay, fine. So it was peaceful outside, but it was hateful rhetoric. No, no, no. Yes. That doesn't. This is th- th- this cognitive dissonance again. This is the propaganda. This is doublespeak. Yes, this is doublespeak and- from the party that it was peaceful but hateful. No, no, that doesn't make sense.
1: And it know? must be noted – and this is the insidious nation of supposed hate co- crimes and hate speech – is they're so ill-defined as they can be defined as anything that you want them to be. And they're t- technically a wax m- nose for the twisting for ideologues like this, this, this uh, person here um, – it should be noted that um, there, if you're yelling verbal threats at people, that is actually a crime. So, uh, this is a way of equating disagreement, strong, vehement disagreement, with either threats of violence or violence itself. That's what's trying to be done here. And that's what's being smuggled across your screen Mm -hmm. by the CPC. And that's why they are truly the CPC instead of the CBC. This
3: is Pastor Ben Inglis. He organized Peterborough's first Woo,
2: were communicating the acceptability and uh, normativeness of the trans lifestyle.
3: Protests here have attracted all sorts, including people from the self-described Freedom Convoy and this well-known white nationalist. <laughs> Not picking Pause for a sec. Pause. Pause <laughs> for a
0: sec. Pause for a sec. Okay. Who's that guy? I don't know. Exactly. So I so I do some research. This well-known white nationalist, according to who? I don't I don't know him. And what's a white nationalist? Yeah. No, this is all. According to who? And what's a white nationalist? Let's just throw it out. Yeah. The, the so-called freedom convoy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: That's yeah. what it's called. And, and I just I so if just if you were there, you would have you would have known about it, but you and, didn't. You hid in your office in Ottawa. This
1: is propaganda to the extreme, right? This is literally right. called jam, I mean, we've talked about it on the program before, but it's like taking two images, you know, say one of a Nazi and juxtaposing that with, you know, christians so that way mm-hmm. oh what you have with a biblical conservative christianity and a full throated version that's mm-hmm. making its voice heard in the public mm-hmm. well that's akin to nazism that's why mm-hmm. all christians are christophascists that's mm-hmm. how you get to where you're going here's a, here's a homeschool bomb, right? yes and Christo-fascist. Here's, a, here's
0: a homeschool mom and here's a serial killer they both like hamburgers which means they're the same yes and and I noticed the CPC that's it that, that's, yeah that's all that kind of yeah. logic. Yeah. and rhetoric is all that's required to work for this organization. But yeah. it only goes one way, it should be noted,
1: because there's all sorts of sexual deviants, perverts, pedophile, p- pedophiles in every uh, I mean, many of the drag show story hour people, some of the originals were literally child sex offenders. Um, there's plenty of pedophiles in every pride parade. And it, that would be like me saying saying, oh, including this pedophile, therefore everybody at a pride parade is a pedophile. That's the same type of logic that they're imp- employing, but it only ever goes one way because they would say, oh, that's a illogical lo- leap. Um, but anyways, continuing
2: on.
3: Way of people who have a different faith from going.
2: If you saw a child, a three-year-old child, attempting to cross a four-lane highway, um, would you say oh, that's, uh, that's not my child. Therefore, I have no obligation to say anything.
3: How do you respond to families who are concerned that such protests are encouraging violence, targeting LGBTQ plus people and their families?
2: There's lots of things that pass for hate crimes right now, um, where I would call that freedom of speech.
3: What is the end game?
2: I would love to see drag story hours Dry up and be erased from public memory. Amen. Symptoms of a society in decay. You don't treat a disease by dealing with the symptoms. And the only hope for our nation is, is repentance.
3: To be clear, trans people and drag performers are not a disease.
2: Oh Stop. my goodness. Oh, hold on. Unbelievable. Hold on.
3: Unbelievable. He, he just said,
0: he just, so that is, that is virtue signaling from the diversity higher that's what that's what yeah. you just saw okay because <laughs> random ben,
1: mindless cbc ben, reporter number three
0: uh <laughs> oh, andrew specifically he, he ben specifically said that the drag story hour is a symptom of a disease and you don't treat the symptom you treat the disease So he's clear. The drag story hour is the symptom of the greater disease. Now, we know what the disease is because at the very end, he said the only answer is repentance. So the disease, the the real deep disease at the core of it is sin and hatred of God. And what that sin manifests like, it it kind of next level up as we we move to the surface, Mm -hmm. is a radical, anti-God, woke hypersexualized ideology. And then so that's the muscle, right? And then by the time you get to the skin, it's drag queen story hour. So Ben mm-hmm. was clear. The disease is sin that looks like wokeism that manifests like drag queen story hour. But what did she say? Well oh, just so we're clear drag story hours are not a disease, which, which is not which,
1: what Ben said, which implies that that's what he said. And it's the same the same tactic um, when uh, Michael Knowles uh, talked about the trans ideology and saying we need to eradicate it. News outlets across the United States of America said that Michael Knowles said that we have to eradicate trans people. And actually, many of them had to retract that story because of the fact that it was so clearly slanderous and libelous, okay. that they had to go back on what they said. But that's where this really gets to me, because these are tax-funded news media outlets who are ex- correct, are are spreading leftist propaganda deliberately. There's you, there is no goodwill. There is no bona fides here. This is a bad faith attempt to smear any Christian who would speak in the public square as somehow hate-filled, anti-this, anti-that. It's disgusting and it, totally inappropriate. And the CBC must be defunded tomorrow.
3: Ben Inglis only represents one local movement. That's why we met Timothy Caulfield at the University of Can you pause it for Alberta. a sec, by the way? Why did they have to go sec- to Alberta? Well,
0: um, so here, so that statement... <laughs> This only represent one local movement. Which one is it, CBC? Is it either a shady cabal of well-funded Christians that are seeking to take over Canada across like, the country? You tried or is to spear it one local, local movement? Yeah. Like, which one is it? It's yeah. I, it, Oh, this, this is just one tiny fringe group in Peterborough, mm. but it's also a shady underbelly of well-funded Christian think tanks that want to retake Canadian policies. You just mm. – you spin it however you need it, however you want to, to, to play it. And by the way, what we're going to see very soon is that it, it looks like and, – and I'm not going to group Ben and Hill City in with the one million march and say that there's total ideological agreement.
1: But what I will
0: say is the people who have disdain for the sexualization of children— is not one tiny localized group. No <laughs> it's no, exactly. It's not that at all.
1: Absolutely. And as I mean, could you imagine Andrew having a cabal, a religious cabal of individuals who are trying to push their ideology into every sphere of life that they might even paint their gigantic flag on a public university's mm-hmm. sidewalk? Could you imagine something like that, mm-hmm. Andrew? Same community that was anti-vax, you know, you know, anti-COVID um, protocols.
3: He studies some of the other groups linked to these protests.
1: Can you imagine it's defending a that stuff? community that is largely, I want to be careful not to overgeneralize, overgeneralize. Okay, stop. That's the statement you say before you broadly overgeneralize something. So let him, let's let him do that very thing. But it's a community that seems to be fueled by by misinformation. By rage,
3: he says there's overlap between the Take anti-vax care. movement and anti-LGBTQ hate.
1: Because if you disagree with them or tell them they're wrong or say that they're, this is misinformation or this is about hate, they immediately retreat to, well, you don't want to protect our children, and uh, unfortunately,
0: that strategy can be can be very effective. Hold on, you know why? You know why that strategy is effective? Because guess what? It's true. <laughs> we don't want you to harm our children. He, he said something, by the way. I remember the first time I watched that clip. He yeah. said there's overlap between the, as he calls it, anti-LGBT movement mm-hmm. and the anti-vax, anti-COVID movement. And I And he's right. Yes. He's right. Now, here's the overlap. Get ready for this, people. The overlap is this. We live in reality Mm -hmm. and we know what's true and we won't buy into and go along with lies that are the exact opposite of reality. And Mm -hmm. that's why we fall in both camps because over Mm -hmm. here, the reality is that a man is a man and a woman is a woman and you can't Mm -hmm. swap between the two. The reality is that people who truly – Say that I am a gender other than one that I was born in, that those people suffer from a mental illness that must be treated appropriately, not by lying to them. So that's not reality. Mm -hmm. Transmania is not reality. So we won't buy the lie. You know what else is not reality? That COVID is a deadly killer that's going to wipe everyone out. That the jabs actually work that the Mm -hmm. masks actually work and that lockdowns are effective. So he's right. There's overlap, and the reason there's overlap is because we live in reality mm-hmm. where facts and objectivity matter, mm-hmm. but they live in pretend fairy tale land, yeah. where a piece of cloth can protect you from a virus, and where a man can say he's a woman just because he cuts off his bits. And, so we live in the real world, and they live in a fairy tale world. So right notice, there is overlap.
1: Notice the implications that that's embedded in this new story is. Th- Our state-funded media propaganda arm, the CBC, rightfully called the CPC, they believe that this perspective of unreality ought to be the norm in Canadian society. It's the people who don't fall therein that are the fringe members of a terrible cabal whose seeking to tear down Canada to them normal Canadians ought to be brainwashed dumbed down morons who are just going to suck up whatever ideological perspective we ram down their throats that's this what is they think of
0: Canadians this is what's also evil and I, I, I want to say this as well our mm. elites know what's true as much as we do They Mm -hmm. just pretend it's not true. And here's how I know that this is the case. Do you think for one second that the children of our highest elected officials, do you think they go to state-funded schools that have half-naked men strip dance in front of them? No. Do you think that their children had to abide by all of the COVID restrictions and mandates that your children had to? No. And so this is what's ironic about what that man just said that the overlap that exists between the anti-LGBT and the anti-vax anti-science group as they as they as they say it mm-hmm. is the exact same overlap that exists among our elites because despite what they're telling you by way of lies and propaganda they know that they don't have to abide by the covid mandates they know that it's all theater And they also know that it's vile and disgusting to have mentally ill men dance in front of children, Mm -hmm. which is why their children will never go to these drag story hours. These children will never be subject to trans maniacs in front of them. So Mm -hmm. don't you think for one second that the elites buy in, they know what's true as well. The difference is they're lying to us and they're simply using propaganda to have the peasants go along with it. But they're just, and by the way, this is true about all things. This is true about firearms as well. Our elites that decry firearms, you don't think that their personal guards and security have fully automatic (laughs) weapons. You don't think that they're pro-gun every step of the way. Our Mm -hmm. elites to talk about the importance of eating bugs and not eating meat. You don't think they're eating multi-thousand dollar Wagyu steak at expensive restaurants cooked by their private chef, who's probably... Paid by the taxpayer. (laughs) So so it is amazing that people would actually believe that the elites are along for the ride with everyone else. Mm -hmm. They know what's true, like we do. The difference is they pretend to put on a show, whereas we tell you what's true. And then caught in the middle are the regular Canadians who believe the lie, who don't understand... Our, our elites don't believe the lie. They know no. the truth. They're just exactly. lying to you. So, Andrew,
1: this is just part of a broader uh, program, uh, an episode of The National called, quote, What's Behind the Growing... Uh, drag story time hostility. Um, And Andrew, it's clear, like if they actually did some honest research, if they actually went into these conversations with uh, parents and with uh, brothers, uh, pastors like Ben and and others, that they might actually find out that there's just a true honest heart felt desire amongst these people to guess what protect children from yeah. it's not just a talking point this yeah. is the this is the projection that these idiots do. For them, everything is political power. Everything is just mere talking points to push forward the ideology. So they project that onto anybody. But what actually empowers this group of individuals is a desire to protect kids from grooming and the normalizing of sexual Mm -hmm. deviance in their
0: lives. And seeing children castrate and sterilize themselves because their parents have bought into the ideology, that's also what we're trying to fight against. Yeah, That's also what we're working against.
1: So this brings us to maybe the most important story before us today, Andrew. And this is about the March on the 20th that is coming
0: up right now. Um hold on. Just I would go right into that this comes as tomorrow and I just go right into that paragraph.
1: Why why do you say March 20th?
0: Oh, sorry this sorry I meant the March. That's that. that's on the 20. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, that that's There we go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh I was just like confused. I'm like I think he's talking about the March tomorrow but I I didn't want to. Okay. So Andrew, this leads us into potentially the most important story before us today. And that is the March that is taking place tomorrow. As of time of recording September the 20th, there will be an organized protest across Canada against LGBTQ S T U P -P 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 poop emoji ideology taking place, um, being pushed in public schools, and the radicalization of children. So apparently, Andrew, apparently, like you said, there's a large number of individuals across our nation, people planning to counter uh, protest uh, this, this movement, but there's a large protests that's taking place that embodies uh, people of various faith de- faith backgrounds muslim christian uh, catholic orthodox e- there's even some and this is why you made a distinction between ben and our friends there at hill city baptist and the ideology that's even behind um this march in this protest movement is there's even some lgbtq groups that are a part of this movement because they mm. too are against the indoctrination like gay- of small against children. groomers for example Exactly, which is a growing, ever-growing movement. But, Andrew, here's the sick part of all of this, is unions, labor unions across our nation, many of them public labor unions, again, funded by the forcible... taking confiscation of public workers' dues from them. So they're funded by public money. In
0: and order- they, the, the same ones who went on strike recently and got a 15% pay increase.
1: Yes, that, Those are, ones. Ta- that are tax consumers, right? These are people who are on net consume taxes and the pe- people in the private sector are responsible for all the tax paying that actually exists in our nation. So you have this special elite group of tax consumers Uh, You know, protesting and counter protesting in this case against many of the people that are responsible for paying their salaries. That's what we're seeing, Andrew, is we're seeing a huge portion of the labor uh, union groups standing up and pushing back against parents who are actually concerned about their children's health and well-being like the Ontario Federation of Labor. And this, Andrew, is a screenshot that we want to show people from this labor union that I think just sheds a lot of light on just how awful this communistic organization is. And, Here's what it says uh, if for the people who are listening. Uh, this is from the Ontario Federation of Labor. On September 20th, the ultra-conservative right, the ultra-mega-super-duper-conservative right, are planning nationwide events to protest teaching 2 LGBTQIA plus content in school under the guise of protecting children. So you notice how they have just completely set up a straw man. It is not a protest against teaching anything related to the Rainbow Mafia. It's specifically geared towards the pushing of trans ideology on children and hyper-sexualized content that is apparently
0: 2SLGBTQ. Now, I'll say for me personally though, for me personally, yeah. This applies to me. Yes, that, yes, I, I would say yes, um, because <laughs> yes. I believe, I believe in a biblical sexual ethic because yes. God has created the world to operate a certain way. Mm-hmm. That anything in that acronym is sinful and wrong and must be rejected yeah and i would argue that we shouldn't teach our kids to adopt or accept any of it in which case i think the label ultra conservative right (laughs) was fair for me so i'm an ultra conservative right fundamentalist theonomic christian (laughs) nationalist soft (laughs) reconstructionist i take i i i accept it give i will take (laughs) <laughs> I will take that uniform, but and but, I will wear it. But what
1: I, I what my point, Andrew, is, is, as I just said, this is a broad movement of varying. Degrees, yeah. you uh, have and, and L's and who
0: are also protesting. Right, and, the Q,
1: and it's totally inappropriate to consider them and their ideology far right, ultra conservative, right wing extremism. That's nonsense. So that's my point. Is th- mm-hmm. there? This is a public group that ought to be, at, ought to at least have enough integrity to. Put forward the people that they disagree with with arguments in in an to, to steel men them. But instead, what you get is a gross straw man, and you get their see the, the, exactly what the CBC is putting forward under the guise of protecting children. So this isn't about what they're saying. It's about they're lying to you. This is a protest that sure it's a march, a million march for children and against the ideological grooming of children and. And the, the transitioning of children against their parents' uh, consent or knowledge, sure, that might be it. That's what they're saying. But they're lying to you. This is a way to them to to spew hateful rhetoric against the 2SLGBTQIA plus poop emoji sign community. And it goes on to say one of the organizations promoting these events coins these protests as quote, a day to unite all religions in the defense of children against LGBTQ indoctrination in Canadian. And you can't see what it goes on to say, but I'm assuming in Canadian public schools. But again, that's what they're actually saying it is about. And these labor unions are saying, no, 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 it's not actually about that. It's just all about hate, all about, you know, tearing down this community. And, Andrew, praise God that I guess not everybody who's a part of these insane communist labor cartels, that's what they are. They're labor cartels that are using public money to represent a narrow group of largely
0: activists. Yeah, when, when we say woke mafia... We uh, we this mean this is that, that. like this we is... like woke mafia. We're not that's not we're not being hyperbolic. No, no. it is a it is a, a crime labor cartel <laughs> syndicate. Yeah, that is woke.
1: Yes, exactly. They are a labor cartel that uses public funds to represent a narrow uh, group of special citizens called tax consumers in Canada, and they do it against the interests of other. Taxpayers and other Canadian citizens. This is uh, it's seriously, a, literally a labor cartel, mafia type business racket that is protected by our government. It's so unbelievably corrupt. And these same individuals and organizations, it must be mentioned, Andrew, are literally some of the biggest political donors in all of Canadian politics. You'll go and you'll see if you're looking up who's the biggest contributors to uh, to political parties. Unions across the board are some of the biggest contributors in every single party, and they're always left-wing ideologues. They're always donating to mm-hmm. primarily um, uh, the NDP, which is a huge Labour communistic uh, party, and then the Liberals. But nevertheless, I praise God that we got a leaked Zoom call from one of these uh, meetings. These, it was a secret emergency meeting that was called to bring together a, a wide swath of different labor mu- uh, movements to um, to organize and rally against this one million march for children. And they had a Zoom call It was leaked, and we now want to play you that Zoom call so you can hear exactly what these ideologues are putting forward.
4: Uh, But we've taken your your lead in many ways in Peterborough by building a network here. I'm with the Peterborough and Northworth United Against Hate. We are an anti-hate network that's done eight defenses of uh, Drag Queen Storytime. We've been under attack by Save Canada, by Kevin Goudreau, by um by organized Nazis with Confederate flags.
0: Stop um, pause it stop so- stop. <laughs> stop. Hold on. Hold on. Liar. Yes. So I've been to several of the drag queen story hour protests in Peterborough. Yeah. So when he says we were attacked by Save Canada, what he actually means is that Josh Alexander and a number of the Save Canada guys attended the protest Preached the gospel, told people to turn from sin and stop indoctrinating kids, and were verbally and physically assaulted by rainbow lunatics. So that's Mm -hmm. when he says Save Canada attacked us. That's what he actually is Yeah, he meant they showed up, told us to turn from our sin, and then we pushed at them and sprinkled... Dust at them like the 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 sparkles. We put sparkles on them and pushed them and yelled at them. So that's what he said. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two. Uh, neo Nazis with Confederate flags. That's false. Mm-hmm. Don't that's you false. think that's, another, that's also false? But <laughs> don't you demonstrably don't you, false? Don't you think the
1: left leaning mainstream media would been all over a yeah. widespread rally of neo Confederates? Mm-hmm. Uh, Protesting against LGBTQ people like this is the type of idiocy and just blatant lying that happens. And these people are so warped. I think they think this is the truth. At this point, they're so gone that, well, first, they believe that anybody who would protest them or, or counter their worldview is by definition a, a fascist
0: yep. so that's how this you get what, these broken this is, individuals this is what they said when we, were, when we were at the protest someone was saying to parents don't take your kids in there that's negligent that mm. you're a bad parent and then they said stop shaming her stop shaming her sorry that is objectively the case you are a bad parent if you mm. take your children to these drag queen story hours I mean that's yeah. No, no, I'm not going to, like, do you denounce what he said? Are you okay with him shaming parents? Mm-hmm. Am I okay with him saying that you're a bad parent if you take mm-hmm. your kid in to see a mentally unwell man who dresses a woman read a book? Yeah, I'm okay with that. He's correct. Anyways, continue. Also, also,
1: you can't shame anybody. That's the subjective feeling that yeah. comes comes with guilt. You're actually guilting them. You're saying you are literally guilty of immorality before an mm-hmm. objective standard of righteousness. Yeah shame is the subjective feeling that would come from that
4: we we have some experience and some knowledge in this also like you do in ottawa and and in many ways you're our inspiration so uh, again another thank you for that uh we are meeting at uh, 9 a.m across from city hall on september 20th uh to oppose the bigots we have a poster it's already in the chat uh we're going to be organized um a couple of 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 lessons and i, I just that, yeah, everything's been said already, or will be said, I imagine. Labor councils crucial. I'm, I happen to be on the the labor council here in Peterborough as a retiree. Uh, labor councils in Peterborough and Lindsay have taken the lead in this, and that's a, an important lesson that goes back to the convoy when we started in Lindsay counter picketing the convoy in 2022. We brought out uh, uh, brother James, James Mulhern. A big shout out to to Lindsay Labor Council, and also Dave Warna from Peterborough. We brought people out, and we started that tradition, that tradition of resistance. And we said to ourselves...
0: Can we pause for a sec? Pause yeah. it. Pause for a sec. Hold on. Yeah. Sir, you are not part of the resistance. <laughs> no. <laughs> you are the machine. Yeah. You are big brother. Yeah. You are the state. That and this is these and again, I think that the propaganda machine has done such a good job that he actually believe. I think he really does believe yeah. that he's a part of the resistance. When the reality is everything he's he a part of the red guard, <laughs> and everything he is parroting yeah. is not only the policy, but is the is the perspective of the ruling class, the entire media establishment, the entire federal government. The entire education apparatus, the entire healthcare industry, the entire entertainment industry, all of them agree with him. So I'm sorry. You are not the resistance. You are the machine. You are Big Brother. You are the party. Mm-hmm. The resistance is the one that is now a part of yeah. these protests. You are not counter. You, you are... The machine.
1: Yeah, exactly. You're literally probably a public servant, um, so called, who's publicly funded to now resist the interests of private Canadian citizens at the behest of government funded organizations. You, sir, if you were at all smart and you knew history at all you're literally a part of the red guard which probably in our day should be called the rainbow guard you are the machine and that is what you need to understand but you're probably too ideologically um brainwashed to do it
4: drag queen story time taking place at our public library um uh, staffed by our qp members is not going to get shut down it will not and it has not. In fact, they've increased the bookings. That's been their goal—to shut it down. We've said, "No way is that going to happen." Um, and 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 we have been prepared for every single one. No, I just want to look at all these
1: people with different trans flags and, <laughs> and
4: uh, Emily
0: someone flags. Someone and someone with is a problem. mask on. We need yeah, a I network. know.
4: We need first a province-wide network and a national network. I think we can start, and maybe the UFL can initiate this.
0: Pause for a sec, just quick sec. A lot of us- you do have a national network. It's called the federal government and the mainstream media. You you already mm-hmm. have a national. You already have a national network that seeks to oppose people who would want to legitimately save children from having their minds, bodies, and souls destroyed. You have a network, and it's funded by our tax dollars.
4: Yep. We're already ready. We're organizing on the ground. We're organizing labor in the LGBTQ plus communities. We're, we're organizing. I'm going to a climate protest. I'll be making an announcement.
0: There you have I, it. I, I, pause, it pause it. How- pause it. How- pause it. <laughs> remember, there's, there, remember the overlap. Yep. That there are two groups of people, people who live in reality and people who live in the fairy tale world. In mm-hmm. reality, men and women can't swap between one and the other it's objectively wrong to cut off boys' penises and girls' breasts. Oh, and the earth is not going to melt in 12 years because climate changes as it has been changing over the last several thousand years. Mm -hmm. And humans, in all honesty, play a tiny little infinitesimal of a fraction of of, of, of of a part to play in the change of climate. But in fantasy world, in fantasy world, cow farts and your car are going to make our earth melt in 15 years. So we need to eat bugs and drive Tesla's that's fantasy world. And, and this is what
1: they're, this ideology, this group of individuals is protected by law to essentially create well-funded public funded activist groups that they can then go to any sort of rally to protest this ideology, the ideology of the regime. This is how corrupt this is, guys. These are the same people who are actively dumping tons and tons and tons and tons of money into getting politicians elected that they can then negotiate with those same politicians for their higher salaries, all on the public dime, okay? This is so immoral, so egregious, that if you are a part of these unions, or if you're a part of working for any of these labor federations, you ought to quit, or you ought to send a strongly worded letter to these organizations. Because the reality, Andrew, is... Climate change doesn't have a lot to do with labor directly. So these people are using this opportunity to fight for causes and be activists for ideologies that are outside their purview and their mandate. Now they'll broadly lump a lot of this stuff in, but you guys have to understand how corrupt this is. I I just can't word it strongly enough. This is corrupt beyond belief. And it's interesting too, even this counter protest, they're calling themselves allies. So that, to me, Andrew, shows that they know this is not directly within the purview of the Labor's mandate. Because if Mm -hmm. they thought they were being directly targeted, they wouldn't be allies with the LGBT community. They would be saying, these people are coming directly against labor and we have to stand up and fight for it. So they know they're out over their skis, yet they're actively calling emergency medias or meetings on zoom to figure out how to counter protest the interests of canadian citizens it's so sick and perverted mm-hmm. andrew i can't explain it <laughs> enough i don't think
4: healthcare because if you look at the program of the ontario party and the new blue party they want credit card health care they want it they want chartered schools or or or, or what they call it choice in education we all know what that means right? We Stop it! Stop it! Hold on! Hold on!
0: Hold on! They want the ability to choose what's best for their kids. We can't let them have it. <laughs> yes, that okay. that means that means our power, our hegemony, will be broken.
1: We can't let them do that. That's what he's saying. That's what he, okay. When he's talking about private health care, cre- he calls it credit card health care. E- e- this is so absurd. Canadians ought to have the right to pay with their own money for whatever health care they deem necessary, okay? Yeah. They ought to have that right and that ability. But what he's saying is the exact opposite. No, that's absurd. It's absurd beyond belief that Canadians literally can't pay for whatever healthcare services they want. That is absurd and coercive and violent and all the like.
4: For attacks, it's all of us under attack. And I live in a rural area, so I, I get this stuff and I... I it's
1: all of us under it. attack. So Charter schools is, so is attacking us.
4: More frequent coming together like this and... Forming a network and exchanging the the information, I have a lot to learn from Emily. I'm going to go right to the chat now because you guys are fantastic. And we want to build it here in Peterborough because this is not going to stop. And we need to build an anti-fascist movement in (laughs) um, in in this province, in this country. And I'm just going to use our slogan. In Peterborough, we say, there will be resistance.
0: And on Wednesday, there will be. Thank you.
1: Wow! Uh, well, there you have it, Andrew. The resistance. You know what though?
0: <laughs> let me let me let me tell you though, it ain't gonna stop. You're right. We're not we're not we're not gonna stop. Yeah, that's just so we're we're not gonna stop. And you are the fascists, and there will be resistance, but not from you because you're the machine. You're not yeah. the res. You're the machine. You are the party. You are Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so really quickly before we move on, we'll just say. Uh, head over to handsoffourkids.ca you can find all the different locations across the country where there will be these rallies and marches. Check it out when you go, take pictures take videos, send them to us again mailbag at libertycoalitioncanada.com give us your stories, your testimonials, send us pictures, send us videos, let us know how it went Um yeah this don't th- we are being lied to and gaslit by the legacy media by the state by these labor parties these tax consumers and we will not believe the lies we will say what is true so again handsoffourkids.ca for more information if you feel that big government and banks are too involved in your finances bitcoin's a solution for you It's the antithesis of central bank digital currencies. It's decentralized digital cash that puts you in full control of your money. With Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about government interference or banks censoring you in any way. As a freedom advocate, you know the importance of individual liberty and responsibility. Bitcoin is the ultimate expression of those values. So, whether you're an experienced Bitcoiner or just getting started, bull Bitcoin is the perfect place to buy and sell Bitcoin. Don't wait any longer to take control of your money. Sign up today at mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC and don't hesitate to contact their human support for any assistance from the get-go. Mission.bullbitcoin.com slash LCC. uh, I've said this before in the show. I'm currently reading 1984. (laughs) I'm almost done the book. And so I want to read some quotes from the book, because apparently, as we've said, the left is using this as an instruction manual, Mm -hmm. not merely as a piece of fiction. Here's some quotes from the book, quote, everything faded into mist. The past was erased. The erasure was forgotten and the lie became truth. End quote. Here's another one, quote. Do you realize that the past, starting from yesterday, has been actually abolished? If it survives anywhere, it's in a few solid objects with no words attached to them, like that lump of glass there. Already we know almost literally nothing about the revolution and the years before the revolution. Every record has been destroyed or falsified. Every book has been rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every statue and street and building has been renamed. Every date has been altered. And that process is continuing day by day and minute by minute. History has stopped. Nothing exists except an endless present in which the party is always right. I know, of course, that the past is falsified, but it would never be possible for me to prove it. Even when I did the falsification myself, after the thing is done, no evidence ever remains. The only evidence is inside my own mind, and I don't know with any certainty that any other human being shares my memories, close quote. Why do I share that? Well, this comes to us from the National Post. And again, this is in the vein of the theme of our episode. Which is please take your kids out of state funded indoctrination centers because you are handing them over for the destruction of their minds and their souls. Quote: Ontario's education minister says he has asked a school board to immediately end the practice of removing library books after concerns were raised about how it was carrying out the process of assessing and removing older books. Stephen Lecce said it is offensive, illogical, and counterintuitive to remove books from years past that educate students on history, anti-Semitism, or are celebrated literary classics. Since last spring, the Peel District School Board outside Toronto has been weeding books from school libraries that are not deemed inclusive. An advocacy group made up of teachers, parents, students, and school staff who are against the board's process says it appears the board asked its libraries to remove fiction and nonfiction books published before 2008 while assessing collections through what they call an equity lens close quote didn't the conservatives
1: in ontario Give a big thumbs up to this type of thing. Diversity,
0: equity, inclusion.
1: Let's add that. Yeah. to. It, so this, it sounds
0: benign. Why this, not? By the way, so before, I just want to get this out of the way now. What mm-hmm. we see is the school board made a strong move and the education minister said, whoa, that's unrealistic. But let me, just in case you're deceived, mm-hmm. don't think for a second that his position is one from principle. No. His position is one from understanding that he's been told by his handlers it's too much too soon. It's the same thing with our prime tyrant freezing bank accounts Mm -hmm. because that's the play. Mm -hmm. The play with CBDCs and a digital ID is to establish a social credit system where they can freeze and suspend your finances and limit you from doing things. That is the play. That is the end goal. But it was too much too soon. So much so that investors decided to back out of spending money in Canada. And people did bank runs because they were taking their money out because they were afraid. So you had very, very powerful people and wealthy people who are really the handlers of the federal government tell our prime minister, whoa, 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 That I know we're going to get there, guy, but that was too much too soon. You got to back off. You can't come at this this hard. And then they, they pulled back. That's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Our elites want this. They just understand it needs to be done over time. They're playing the long game. So mm-hmm. he's not principled. He's basically saying too much too soon. Let's, well, let's just well, go yeah, because
1: Because the Doug Ford Conservatives in Ontario, we've called them cons before. That is appropriate to do so they've put their thumbs up to anti-racist so-called education in school and to DEI being a chief metric by which to judge education in that in that province You guys don't stand against this, You You might think, oh, the outcome isn't favorable to what you want, but you don't stand against it. You're for it. So that's important for us to understand. So this is from the CBC, (laughs) beginning with a picture of what the bookshelves look like in the Peel District libraries. And we wanted to show you that because I think it is pretty astonishing to see. So... If you're not watching the program, what you will see here is basically a a wide range of shelves all across the library that are primarily empty. Easily 50% empty. Yes, exactly. So um, I guess this is a step, Andrew, towards um, decolonizing the the library system. Well, it's like I read.
0: It's erasing the past. And then forgetting the erasure and then making it seem like history's been a certain way all along.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So a part of the books that were were ousted from the libraries in the Peel District uh, include Harry Potter, of course, you know, no good, very bad. The Hunger Games. And "Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry." Those are just some of the examples of the books Rena Takada says she can no longer find in her public high school library in Mississauga, Ontario, which she visits on her lunch. Uh, our most days in May Takata says the shelves at Arendale secondary school were full of books, but she noticed that they had gradually started to disappear. When she returned to school this fall, things were more stark quote this year. I came into my school library and there are now rows and rows of empty shelves with absolutely no Books, said Takata, who started grade 10 last week. She estimates more than 50% of her school's library books are gone, which would be congruent with the picture that we saw. In the spring, Takata says students were told by staff that. Quote, if the shelves look emptier right now, it's because we have have to remove all the books published prior to two thousand and eight. That is crazy. The board issued statements explaining that the process of weeding books from school libraries was completed in June and has always been a part of teacher librarian responsibilities within PDSB and at school boards across the country. Quote The Peel District School Board works to ensure that the books available in our school libraries are culturally responsive, relevant, inclusive, and reflective of what the diversity of our school communities and the broader society said. The board. So, how is getting rid of Harry Potter against diversity? I, I i don't know May, are, i think they're, they're, no, they're, they're no, anti-religious they don't like the wiccans and well, the the occult there are no
0: trans characters <laughs> oh that's in right harry potter. that's why didn't yeah. didn't uh, didn't what's her name though uh, because didn't, because no one no one in harry potter is doing genitalium removium yeah no one in harry <laughs> potter is doing that spell um right but so did, they're did, like oh sorry
1: didn't uh didn't uh, uh what's her name there i can't think of a uh, uh rolling jk rowling uh didn't she retcon the series by making like dumbledore gay like she just made that up but that's like a yeah. Thing but that's that she... but
0: that's that's only the g there's no t yeah, there's no that's q true. that's true right there's yeah, no not, there's not no, diverse and no, there's no there's no trans spell so yeah <laughs> um uh, uh cbc toronto reviewed a copy of the internal PDSB documents Ellard's group obtained, which includes frequently asked questions and answers provided to school staff by the board and a more detailed manual for the process titled, quote, Weeding and Audit of Resource in the Library Learning Commons Collection, close quote. The documents lay out an equitable curation cycle for weeding, which it says was created to support Directive 18 from the Minister of Education based on a 2020 ministry review and report on widespread issues of systematic discrimination within the PDSB. Directive 18, when you ever hear something like Directive something, that just sounds dystopian to yeah, me. You, you must just know you're
1: dealing with communists. Direct,
0: directive <laughs> yeah. 18. Okay, so here we go. Directive 18 instructs the board to complete a diversity audit of schools which includes libraries. Quote, the board shall evaluate books, media, and other resources currently in use for teaching and learning English, history, and social sciences for the purpose of utilizing resources that are inclusive and culturally responsive, relevant and reflective of students, and the board's broader school communities, reads the directive. PDSB's, quote, equitable curation cycle is a three-step process that holds Peel staff accountable for being critically conscious
1: of Marxist, how systems—a yeah,
0: a critical consciousness, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of being critically conscious of how systems operate. Here we go, so that we can dismantle inequities and foster practices that are culturally responsive and relevant. Now, this process—if that's, that's you literally can believe it—so this process, <laughs> if you can believe it eliminated one particular book that I thought would be relevant to discuss. Oh, no. That I've
1: read this to my daughter.
0: <laughs> the Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle. And I think I realize why it eliminated The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carle. Because as the Caterpillar's eating one apple, two oranges, yeah. three, at the very end it says – the skinny caterpillar has now become a very fat caterpillar. And then everyone, ah, oh, fat shaming. This is how did? But then then. I he, thought it's because he book. rested
1: on a Sunday. So here's <laughs> but here's how the
0: book says the skinny pa- caterpillar became a very fat caterpillar. That's not good. But then he goes in a cocoon and he becomes a butterfly. And so what they're gonna say is, is Eric Carl saying that being fat is not to be preferred that it's better to be a skinny caterpillar or a beautiful butterfly but you can't be a beautiful fat caterpillar I'm almost certain that's what these woke monsters are thinking but nevertheless The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carl was removed was one of the books mm-hmm. removed from the library because it pushes systemic in- inequities, This, this, is, I this guess. is
1: This is unbelievable stuff, Andrew. And this is why we had to point out the fact that Stephen Lecce and the conservative government there in Ontario, they're not your friends. They don't stand against this. They've been a part of putting things like Directive 18 into public schools. Okay, this happened under their watch. This happened with them leading the the ship. Directive 18 is openly Marxist. Like, you can't get any more Marxist than being critically conscious of how mm. systems
0: operate. That yeah, is dismantling inequities.
1: <laughs> yes, that is. If you want a good definition for a woke, because this is how all these ideologues do it. They, they, they play the Mott and Bailey game. And all of a sudden, I don't even know what you mean by woke. What, what is, what is that? Um, well, that's a perfect, just clip that. It, it's, it's having a worldview that is critically conscious of how systems operate. Usually by this oppressor, press dynamic, and then it's applied to various different uh, identity groups and categories like that. To disrupt and dismantle. I mean, you can't get any more Marxist than that. The conservatives in Ontario have placed all school boards in their jurisdiction under the thumb of Marxist education. Like, Palo Fieri is dancing Mm-hmm. in in hell right in the underworld um he is he is dancing and celebrating because the marxist long march through the institutions has taken place this is craziness mm-hmm. and this is why parents have to stand up this is yep. why we need more yep. than just the million march for children as wonderful as that initiative is we need parents to say directive 18 if that's not out of our curriculum if that's not out of the education system tomorrow i'm taking my kids out of it because this is disgusting
0: yeah so i so we let's we i mean we've we've gone long so we have to wrap but yeah we've we've made lots of comments i think we've we've helped we've helped our listeners understand how to view these things, to cut through the euphemism, to really understand the truth in the midst of the propaganda. And so what I want to say very briefly here is this. Tomorrow on March the 20th, if you're able, if somewhere around you, there is one of these 1 million March for Kids going on, go check it out. Take some photos, take some videos, connect with people. Uh, But when you go there, go there with the intention of, yes, speaking against these crazy, radical, woke ideologies, but maybe you should go there and you should encourage people saying, you know, if you pull your kids out of state funded schools, this kind of won't be a problem. Like you don't have to worry about the very hungry caterpillar being removed from your library. You can have that at your library at home, along with lots of other good books, if you don't put them inside of these woke reeducation camps. And so this is how we want to land the plane the same way that we started. Is it a good thing that parents are standing up and saying, you cannot teach these things to our kids? You cannot push these books in our public libraries. Yes, that's a good thing. But do you know what would be a better thing? How about a get 1 million kids out of the state funded schools march? How about that march? How about we have our get save 1 million kids from their souls being destroyed in woke state-funded indoctrination camps march. That's a march I want to get behind. And and I want to, I'm going to lay this, again, pretty thick and pretty heavy. And if it offends you and if it bothers you, you need to deal with why it is. You have no good reason to have your kids in state-funded schools. Period. The end. Full stop. You don't have a single good reason. I don't buy it. I don't believe you. I don't care what it is. Yank got one. And again, if you're the single parent with multiple children, what do I do? There is help and resources available. And if your church is not willing to support you because they don't value the souls of your children, then find a church that will. And by the way, we can also help you with that. And so if you're thinking, how do I do it? How do I choose curriculum? How do I actually plan a day? How do I figure this stuff out? let us help you. Please reach out to us. Email us. There are incredible organizations that are specifically devoted to creating strong homeschool groups and co-ops that offer free resources and training for parents to do homeschool, that help you choose a good curriculum, that walk you through the process, that pair you up with other people. There are really, really good kind of online version that's done well, kind of like online, a lot of self-directed stuff for homeschool that's also available so that you can do whatever you need to do to not send your kids to these places. So that's the that's the the mm-hmm. plea here at the end of this episode is yes, the march is a good thing tomorrow against this ideology. Mm-hmm. But if you really want to save your children, if you really mm-hmm. want to see a change in our culture... It's not going to be trying to reform this completely full of woke cancer education system. The thing must die, and it must die a loud, violent death. The Mm -hmm. way that we will save our children and lay a good foundation for a future culture is by pulling your kids, marching them out of – you want to do a march? March your children out of the public school. Mm-hmm. And take their education seriously and be responsible for it. And again, if you need help, reach out to us, mailbag at com. We will connect you with resources, curriculum, homeschool co-ops, mm-hmm. organizations, groups, churches, whatever needs to happen mm-hmm. for the sake of your children. That's what you must do. There is mm-hmm. no, there's no alternative. There's no more, we'll put it off. I'll put it off till next year. It must be done and it must be done now, please, mm-hmm. for the sake of the souls of your children. Yeah, absolutely. And we
1: can help you in that. And we, we want to encourage you. We don't want to discourage you. But we, uh, I know a lot of you who are faithful listeners and viewers are like, I'm just swept. Like, I can't. What do we do to get out of this machine that's hurling down off a cliff? Stop being a cog in it. That's what we're encouraging Mm -hmm. you to do. Don't be a cog in it. Because listen, if there's a mass exodus from public schools, and then we're pushing on the political side to remove you know, uh, public school funding, all that s- stuff from property taxes. If we're going to push against th- these sources of income, these schools are going to dry up. They're terrible. They do a horrible job of education. Now they only are worried about indoctrination. That's their new metrics. They couldn't actually educate, so now they had to change their mandate to indoctrination so they could maybe do that. Um, And we have to come to the reality, like I said on a previous program, that our Lord teaches that a disciple will become like their master. So Mm -hmm. someone who's learning at the feet of somebody day by day by day will be conformed to their image. What we hope to do as Christians is study God's word, Be shaped and fashioned by the power of God's spirit into the image and likeness of our Lord, the rabbi, the Lord Jesus Christ. But that is an inevitable concept. You will be like one of your teachers. Is it Christ or is it some sort of counterfeit? And that's what we really have to struggle with. That's the inescapable principle that we keep trying to get you guys to wake up to. So we really appreciate it. It was a long program, lots to cover. We hope everybody's safe um, when they're going to the marches in their respective areas. We pray God's blessing on that. And we just think, you know, this is not the end. This has to just be the beginning. So thank you for tuning in. Galatians 5.1. We'll see you
0: next time. Liberty Dispatch has been brought to you in partnership with Liberty Coalition Canada and Christian Week and has been produced by SDG Media. You can find all things Liberty Coalition Canada at libertycoalitioncanada.com.